Hello and welcome to all our listeners. Thank you for tuning in to the Capel Podcast, where you can get insights from Capel on navigating the recent trends in the business world. I'm your host, Mark Lee, and today we have with us Dennis Milner, one of our very own learning consultants here in Capel, to share with us on the topic, making an impact through your digital presentations. Dennis, it's great to have you back with us again. It's great to be back here, Mark. Thank you. Yeah, so Dennis, you know, previously we spoke a lot about preparing for the digital presentation. Now maybe you can bring us through some of the insights on what makes the actual digital presentation so important. Allow me to break it down to presenter management and platform management. Now under the presenter management, during the actual presentation, the first thing I would recommend is don't use a virtual background if you can. I know this goes against a lot of popular practice out there, but unless it is absolutely necessary where you're trying to block something out or your background is really very ugly or horrible, don't use a virtual background. It's better for you to just be up against a wall or a plain background because a virtual background casts a lot of shadows and it blocks some of your gestures. And some of these virtual backgrounds, they've got movements and that makes it even more distracting. So that's the first thing I would say. Secondly, I would say look professional according to your audience and your industry. And when I say this, it means for different industries, you've got different standards. If in doubt, always just dress as the most senior person or the key stakeholder in that presentation. And Dennis, that's a great point in terms of how we look. Mm. Uh, one, one concern or one thought that we sometimes hear going around is, you know, do I really have to turn on my video camera? Right? And it seems that even when you read some of the literature by very professional websites, uh, they don't seem to really have come to a consensus, a clear yes or no. Yes. What, what are your own thoughts on that issue? I would say definitely turn on your video recorder because if not, then what's the point? You might as well just send your report to people and then just have them read it. But the fact that you want to engage people, besides having audio, it needs to be visual as well. So definitely turn on your video so that people can see you. They can also sense your energy, both in your voice and in your actions. And you may need to gesture in some cases to highlight certain points. So definitely turn on the video, Mark. If it is an option, keep it on. Fantastic. I think definitely from the presenter's viewpoint, it's more clear-cut. Yeah. But sometimes you hear that from the participants. And, you know, as a trainer and as a presenter yourself, how do you maybe encourage or engage participants that are maybe not so certain they should keep their video on 100% of the time? It's important that when you start off the session to always greet everybody by name. That's what I do then they would in turn be forced to greet you back. Mm. And then at the same time, in the beginning, I give the instructions to tell people to leave their videos on and I explain to them why. Because it's part of the engagement process. We all know that in a digital space, the attention span is very short. And so if people are not looking at you, they'll be looking at something else. So as much as possible, we would encourage the participants to keep their videos on so that we can see them. And as presenters, you can also then gauge by their body language or from their facial expression whether they are getting it, whether they are encouraged, whether they are excited, whether they are laughing at your jokes or not. Yeah, I, I really like the point that you're bringing up here, Dennis, because it's really about the energy and the engagement. Just wondering if you have some tips for our digital presenters on perhaps how to energize maybe a bit of a, a colder room. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So firstly, the energy starts with the presenter. 
him or herself needs to come in very energized, very excited, or whatever it is that is appropriate. Because you don't want to come in too rah rah when it's a very serious business presentation. Sure. At the same time, you do not want to be too serious when it's meant to be a bit more lively. So whatever is appropriate, it starts with you. When you come in, your voice, your smile, this helps because people are coming in; they don't know what to expect. So when they see you and they see you smile, it always helps. Then after that, what I do is that I would greet people by their names, all right, and and that usually starts off well because people then greet you back. And if you have a bit of time, get people to introduce themselves, or you help to introduce people on the panel. This way, people don't become strangers. Because what I find is that the minute people know somebody else in the group and the presenter, suddenly they just feel a little bit more relaxed and a bit more comfortable. If you don't do that, people will feel like they're in a session, like just with strangers,、mm. and they may not be as engaged. So what I'm really hearing from you, Dennis, is that in some sense, to have a really engaging and energized presentation, actually even the pre-presentation. Yes. So important, right? Like the first moment somebody comes into the room before the presentation has even begun. Yes. You want that to be part of your preparation and your experience. It's all one thing, really. Exactly, because it's really all about the first impressions when they come in. Great, fantastic. I'd like to direct our conversation now to a little bit more of the detail in terms of、mm. effective presentation. Do you have any thoughts in terms of the way we might speak or engage and articulate ourselves? Because sometimes. In a room, physical room versus, say, a digital room,、yes. the dynamics of that can be different. Most certainly. So the first thing we should do is remember that this is digital, so it is different from from a face-to-face -face presentation. So the first thing you want to do is to speak a little bit slower than you normally would. This is because sometimes、mm. the technology takes a few milliseconds or a few seconds to transmit. It would be wise to just speak a little bit slower than you normally would, and also because people are using different headsets, different earpieces, so the sound quality varies very widely. So you do want to speak slower and learn to articulate your words even more clearly than you normally would in a face-to-face -face presentation. This is again because of the varied quality of sound that people are receiving. You want to be as clear as possible because once people don't understand you or they cannot hear you properly. They are going to switch off. Fantastic! I think that's a great point. And sometimes we, you know, just speak at the same pace as we normally would in a room. And you're right. Sometimes the technology takes a little bit to catch up, and that can be a little bit jarring for the listeners. So that's a bit on the audio side.、Mm -hmm. uh, how about visuals now, Dennis? Especially because again, we're talking about how you are really framed in a certain way in a、mm -hmm. digital presentation that is different. Say, being able to see the person full-bodied in a room. When we are in front of a camera, everything we do now becomes amplified. So I would say number one, limit your your movement. Whereas in a face-to-face -face presentation, you might be moving from left to right. You might be using large gestures, which may be appropriate for a face-to-face -face session. But when you are in front of a camera, because everything gets amplified, you would want to minimize that. So be aware of your movement. You know, sometimes it could be just the twitching or the rocking of your head from left to right, or if you are sitting down and you are actually shifting your、uh, body weight, it becomes a little bit more obvious. Limit your movement, but as you limit the movement, you still do want to make gestures like you normally would in a normal face-to-face -face presentation. The only difference now is that your gestures need to be smaller, because once again, it gets amplified. Gesture, but use smaller gestures. And when you do gesture, be aware of the background. Once again, 
Because if you gesture in front of your face or your chest, it's not going to be very obvious. So now when you gesture, you need to be very deliberate and maybe gesture it against a background. And so that is why coming back to my first point about the use of virtual backgrounds, it's not something that I would recommend because it may inhibit some of your gesturing. Right. That's a really good point that a lot of these elements are interrelated. You want your yes. background to actually be amplifying positively the kind of yes. actions that you can carry out. And that gives not just the participants a more engaging experience, but allows you to feel good, right? That the actions you're putting in are actually being received from the yes. audience. That's fantastic. And you know, Mark, I just wanted to add, gestures help in your energy level. It helps mm. to transmit your energy level. Because if you just keep still, it's very hard for you to project full energy. You still can, but it's not going to be as impactful. So that's why you still want to gesture just that now with smaller gestures. And it's a very natural thing for us to do. So you want to do that appropriately and to keep the audience engaged and energized. That's a really good point, Dennis. I want to talk about how, you know, you've done a lot in terms of the pre-work in a presentation to start the meeting off very energized. Yes. Uh, but we know the reality of it is sometimes that as the presentation goes on, the energy levels dip, even despite your best efforts. People come back after lunch, you know, it's it's the that hour of the day. What are some tips and insights you have on how to re-energize or, or recapture the attention of your audience? This is actually going to move into the platform management part. So firstly, when you're having a session and if you're going to speak for 10 to 15 minutes, then that's fine. Not much you can do within 10 to 15 minutes. But if your presentation or you're conducting a training session is anything more than one hour, the general rule of thumb is every 45 minutes to one hour, give people a break just so that they can look far, they can stretch their bodies, they can go to the toilet or whatever it is that, that they need to do. It's very important that you do this. For the times where they come back from lunch or after a meal, right. it might do you wise to maybe play some sort of digital game or some online game that people can do a very quick sharing and that becomes helpful. Mm, I see. That's a really good point, Dennis. And I think the platforms, the different tools that you have at your disposal are quite key here. And do you have perhaps an example, a story or two to share with us about how some of these tools really help to keep participants engaged? When I conduct trainings, I'm using a platform like Zoom, MS Teams, WebEx. All these you know, help you to have the visuals and then you can load up your slides. But apart from that, I use other types of digital platforms like a digital whiteboard. There is one that is called Padlet, another is called Trello. You know, these help people to continue to be engaged and it helps to break the monotony. If not, they're always looking at me or looking at my slide. They can go out of the platform and get them to conduct some sort of activity. I give them some instructions for a discussion or something for them to do. So it becomes like a digital flip chart. You know, in the actual presentation, we've got the flip chart. But in the digital space, we use these digital whiteboards. So it's very helpful because it helps people visually to have a different experience within this particular class. And you can use them for quizzes. So I also use things like some digital quizzes and I use platforms like Mentimeter or Kahoot. And so these, again, help people to stay engaged in a more fun manner. You can also use them for business meetings. And once again, the whole purpose of these digital platforms is just to help people to stay engaged and to give them a variety because you don't want people to feel bored and you don't want them to lose their attention. You want to keep them engaged. So some of these digital platforms help us out. Yeah, I think it's fantastic to know that 
for somebody who wants to bring a lot of joy, a lot of energy into a, a meeting, as you would in a face-to-face meeting, there are actually a lot of options and tools that are available to you. You just have to be willing to be Explore. willing to fit it into the context of your uh, session. But definitely, they are available out there. That's right. So, Dennis, uh, we've really heard great handles on how we can have a meaningful impact through our digital presentations. Everything from preparation to the actual presentation itself, we can see there is a lot of intentional decisions that go about in making a highly positive yes. and engaging experience for the participants as well as the presenter. Yes. I'd like to ask you if there is one particular takeaway that you'd like to impart on our listeners before we close this session. You know, Mark, I like the word which you used earlier, intentional. Mm. So when we make a presentation, we need to be intentional in what we want to convey. So I would say, you know, the takeaway would be this. Believe in your topic or your subject and you need to internalize it. You are sharing because you have something useful that people need or that they want to hear. Mm. That is why you are the one that is sharing it. Do all you can to make sure that it is impactful and memorable. And to do that, you need to be intentional. Mm. Your entire presentation cannot be ad hoc. It cannot be too slipshod because people's attention will just be lost. So you need to be intentional if you want to be impactful and you want your presentation to be memorable for all the right reasons. That's fantastic, Dennis. Really hit on the heart of the matter to believe in the topic, to really believe that you have something of value to bring to your audience and to then give it the necessary attention and preparation that values that thing that you want to bring before them. So thank you very much for that, Dennis. Yes. And we'd like to also thank all our listeners for joining us. We hope that you benefited from this podcast on making an impact through your digital presentations. Join us for our next episode in a few weeks' time on the topic, Engaging the Millennials in Your Workforce. Thank you, and we look forward to having you on the next Capel podcast. Goodbye.